So if you were listening to Jeff Katz on his program yesterday afternoon, you were primed to join me, uh, even if you don't, if, if you're normally not with us at 835 for the interview that's about to happen with Stacey Davenport, the Commonwealth's attorney in Chesterfield County. And I just want to be up front with you. Um, my goal here in to attack anybody, it's, it's to hopefully be factual and give Ms. Davenport the opportunity to respond to some of the criticism and complaints and allegations that have been made, some, some in public and some just kind of swirling around in Chesterfield. This, here we are in January of 2023, and we're talking about a case that, is, if I understand correctly, was October of 2021 when the Chesterfield Police Department did a two-day sting operation uh, where they talked to individuals online and ultimately 17 men were arrested on different charges related to um, underage sexual interaction. Fel- uh, in, in many cases, as I understand it, felony solicitation of prostitution. One of the individuals who was ensnared in this was a very famous pastor. We don't know him in Richmond, but down in Virginia Beach, a very famous mega church pastor. And a year after the arrest, Stacy Davenport decides not to prosecute this individual. A number of the other people were prosecuted and um, were found guilty on at least one charge. And there's been a lot of speculation. Like, why would you let this one person off? What what was faulty about the case in this one in, in this mega pastor uh, the church the, the pastor at the mega church? What was wrong with his case that you would let him off? And I'll be honest with you, the the allegation that I keep hearing people texting me and you know how they do send me emails like John John you need to do the backstory here. This is all political favors, and it's really pit. People who are normally allies, at least politically Republicans, in in a key county in Virginia and in this listening area in Chesterfield against each other. I mean, the police chief, Jeff Katz, has been on with the radio host, my friend Jeff Katz, really being hypercritical of Stacey Davenport, the Commonwealth's attorney. So we're fortunate that Ms. Davenport is willing to join us this morning, and I, uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Stacy, thank you. Did I get the setup here correct? Is there anything I've said that is in, in, inaccurate in the description of the case? Uh, Good morning, John. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yes. Um, I, I think that that is a pretty accurate overview if you have to sum up as much information as there is out there about this case in, you know, one or two minutes. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I didn't make a mistake. I don't want to make a mistake. I want to get the facts as accurate as possible and then give you a chance to respond. Can you, can you walk me through, I'm sure there are limitations to what you can talk about on the air, but I just, I'm going to ask you and then you respond however you need to. What, what happened from the sting in October of 2021 to October of 2022 and your decision not to prosecute this individual? Um, well, first, let me say there has been a lot of coverage about this case, as you indicated, because of who Mr. Blanchard is. Right. And I need the public to understand who he is and what his job is isn't evidence. It's not relevant. 
and it's not something that is considered in evaluating whether or not it's appropriate to prosecute a case. Um, it's obviously the fact that has made this a press case and had a lot of media coverage, but it's not a piece of evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened in this case and in every other case of that thing is that the attorneys in the office received the cases, they reviewed the evidence, they read the law, they looked at the case law related to the code sections that were charged mm-hmm. and made prosecutorial decisions that they believed were appropriate with the information they had at the time. And in this particular case, um, my office believed there wasn't sufficient evidence to convict Mr. Blanchard of the offenses with which he had been charged. Um, There are other cases in the sting where people were convicted of what the charges were. There were some where other charges were no prost, and then there were some that kind of fell out in the middle ground um, where people were convicted of some offense, but maybe not what they had been charged with. But unfortunately, Attorneys, as you indicated, are restricted in what they can say about a case in the media, and they are more restricted in what they can say about a case that hasn't been tried in court. And that really is the situation that we're in here, because this case was no prost. It wasn't dismissed with prejudice. There wasn't a trial. Um, So unfortunately, because now, as you know, based on my press conference yesterday, we're in a situation where it is possible that at some future date there may, in fact, be a trial because I've requested a special prosecutor right. now look at the case. Um, I can't actually go into the legal examination of why we made the decision we made, and it's not about trying to hide anything from the public or cover anything up. It's about not wanting to lose my bar license because I've discussed the details of a case that is ultimately potentially going to be tried in court. Yeah. This is coming down square on you, at least in the public discussion. So let me clarify, when you talk about your office making the decision not to prosecute, is that the lawyers who serve at your direction, or were you directly engaged in in making that judgment? So ultimately, I was part of the discussion, but I can say that at least four different attorneys in my office looked at this case and um, all agreed that there was not sufficient evidence to convict Mr. Blanchard based on what we had. Um, I'm just going to bring up a rumor, which I try not to do on the radio. I don't think it's fair to people, but this one's pretty potent that this is political, that you're doing a political favor for a senior Republican former elected official who called you and said, hey, leave this guy alone. Can we work out a deal? Is there anything to that? Is there any truth to that? Did you even take a call from someone where that could be misunderstood as what took place here? I've heard this rumor. It is an absolute, complete and utter falsehood. It's a lie. It's not true. The um, person that I allegedly communicated with, I've never met. I've never spoken to. I, to my knowledge, have no reason why that individual would even, quite frankly, know who I am. Hmm. Um, So that's just completely out. That's just made up by somebody out there trying to um, muddy the water here. There's nothing that that someone would say, oh, you were you had lunch or you took a phone call and, and and we didn't discuss it. But I could see why you might 
see a connection. It's just totally fabricated. It's completely fabricated, and it's so widespread at this point. My office actually received a FOIA request from Channel 6 looking for our communications, which, of course, we responded to saying they don't exist. But, I mean, I have to say I'm actually very personally offended that people would make such an allegation, um, that it would continue to be spread, and that they think that it's okay to say that. And and now, of course, after yesterday's press conference, um, the new rumor is that I've completely fabricated that there's new evidence, and I'm just trying to cover up what I did already that was corrupt. (laughs) I know. I'll tell you, I was with a bunch of police officers last night, not not your Chesterfield police officer. People said, oh, come on, that woman says she found new evidence in the last 48 hours, and it just happened to coincide with the political mess that she's in give me a break and i was like well i'm talking to her tomorrow what what can you tell me about this what's the new evidence or what what is it related to what can you tell me about that and really how did it come to light at this kind of miraculous time when all hell's breaking loose right so uh, unfortunately i can't obviously tell you what the evidence is Um, i can tell you that it's absolutely something that my office and the Chesterfield police were unaware of until the holiday weekend of Martin Luther King weekend. I received an email Tuesday um, from Chief Katz himself Mm -hmm. saying that they had come into possession of new information in the case and that it was going to be delivered to my office. And within an hour, I think, of getting that email, a major from the Chesterfield County Police Department showed up at my office asked for my chief deputy, sat down, met with my chief deputy, gave her kind of an overview of what happened over the weekend and how they came into possession of what um, he had, and he handed it over to her. She immediately brought it to my office. She and I discussed it, and our, our immediate response was, this is such a mess at this point, we can't make any more decisions. And that's why I decided that a special prosecutor needed mm-hmm. to get involved. And this relates back, this this new evidence, just to dig a little bit, it relates back to the original incident in October of 2021, or is it something after the fact? Um, all I can say is that it is relevant to whether or not those charges should, in fact, be prosecuted. Hmm. Okay. Um, l- let me ask you about the police, you know, people who watch law and order on NBC, <laughs> they're familiar with the idea that the prosecutor comes in and tells the cops, Hey guys, I'm on your side, but you screwed this up. You, you, you asked the wrong question at the wrong time, or it's uh poison fruit or tr- fruit from the poison tree. And I just can't prosecute this. Is that what happened here? Cause I've been listening to chief cats on with Jeff Katz in the afternoon, and he seems very agitated uh, and and also kind of personally and professionally insulted, it seems, that he thinks he's delivered everything. He and his team have delivered everything you need to do a solid prosecution of this individual and others. And, and they sound very angry that you're blowing them off here for some reason, that they haven't failed to deliver solid material to you. How would you respond to that? Well, again... Part of the problem that we have in this case is that everybody out there now is discussing what they believe the evidence in this case to be. Um, Some people are directly involved. Some people aren't. Many of the people that are, you know, talking about it don't even actually live here in this community. 
Um, and they're second guessing the evidence, second guessing our decisions, and they're trying to, to actually, I guess, try this case, for lack of a better term, in the, in the media and in the, the social realm. Every time that's done, it makes it a lot more difficult to ever successfully prosecute a case. So first and foremost, I'd like to say, if there are people out there that are actually interested in seeing justice done and seeing this case potentially brought to a trial, I'd ask that they stop continuing to disseminate information. But to your question about, you know, our communication with law enforcement on this case, my office did have communication with the SVU team um, that handled this case, um, talked through our thought process, explained why we did what we did and how we came to our conclusions. Um, they, they disagreed with us. That's obvious from what's in the media. Um, but we did have that conversation and explain it. And I can tell you that my office has been working with that SVU team for an extended period of time, dating all the way back to before this case, you know, became a, a hubbub in the media to continue to strengthen and improve investigations of this type in hopes that we would eventually, whenever they do one of these things, be able to get a felony conviction on every one of these individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, and that communication is ongoing and has happened as recent as the beginning of this month based on feedback that was received um, during a case from a sting, not this exact sting from October mm-hmm. of 2021, um, from the bench when we were in court. And so, uh, you know, we look at this as a team effort. And for anybody to think that, you know, we're pointing fingers or blaming anybody is wrong. Um, We have a responsibility to assist our law enforcement in bettering anything that can be bettered. And we have Mm -hmm. a responsibility not to point fingers and blame. But why Um, is he doing why is he so frustrated? Um, You know, I don't know Jeff Chief Katz that well, but it's surprising to me that he is especially I mean, I don't know if he's a Republican. I think he's a Republican, but it's odd. to Sometimes people do things for political reasons, and maybe Delegate Anderson is jockeying. He says he's considering running against you. That's a different story than your partner on the team going out publicly expressing such concern. That seems odd to me. So what's the relationship there, and and why why is this the moment that this is all cracking up in public, you think? Um, I mean, I can't explain why Chief Katz decided that he needed to make the statements public that he made public. Um, Does it surprise you? Yes, honestly, it does surprise me. Um, You know, it it is not uncommon for law enforcement and prosecutors to disagree on cases. Right, okay. And this is 100% not the first time that we have disagreed. I'm not, I mean, we're going to continue to disagree. Yeah. Uh, Chief Katz and I um, actually had lunch, uh, I think it was the 3rd of January. It was definitely after the new year during that first week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we discussed this case and the fact that a lot of people thought we were, you know, kind of at war over this. And yeah, he actually said to me, very frankly, it, you know, we're going to come to disagreements and we should disagree. If we always agreed, that's a problem too. Um, and yeah. it's just important that we 
come to a point where we can say, okay, we're going to have to just disagree on this and move forward and continue to work together. And he assured me that, you know, he wanted to continue our partnership, that he believed that we were good partners and um, that he would share that with his staff. And I assured him that I had shared that with my staff and that I continued to, you know, look forward to doing great things. I, I can't explain why, this particular case is, you know, so bothersome. Mm-hmm. I, I just right. I can't get in somebody else's head. <laughs> um, listen, I got to run, but let me ask you this. We've got a special prosecutor. I guess we'll hear at some point here whether they, they choose to prosecute based on this new information. Going forward, one of the reasons people live in Chesterfield is that they think it's well run and people kind of get along and it's functional instead of the dysfunction we see in other parts of this region without naming names. Can can you and the chief and the police get along going forward or do we have a problem on our hands? Tim Anderson was really brutal yesterday saying, oh, there's a problem in Chesterfield. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. So I, what do you think? Well, I, I didn't listen to what uh, Delegate Anderson said, and but if that is what he said, I wholeheartedly disagree with that. I absolutely believe that my office and the Chesterfield Police Department have a wonderful working relationship. We continue to want to work together. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, the, the chief and I had lunch just a couple of weeks ago. If if there was this deep-seated problem, I don't I don't think that kind of communication and relationship would be happening so um yeah we're gonna uh, disagree over certain things but there is not any deep-rooted inability for our two offices to work together and i'm committed to making sure that never happens stacy davenport is the commonwealth's attorney in chesterfield county uh there's been a long (laughs) couple of months of discussion of this i really appreciate you coming on wrva to talk about this i and uh I know my colleague Jeff Katz would love to have a conversation with you too. He's a little uh, close to this, and you know maybe that's why you chose to speak to me this morning. But I know he would extend an invitation to talk to you. But I appreciate you uh, joining us here this morning, and I hope this helps illuminate this on some level. Thank you, Stacy. Well, thank Davenport. you so much for having me. Yes, ma'am.